0: Hey everyone, welcome to Expansion Cast. Expansion Cast is a magical podcast I created so people could find simple or unconventional solutions to expand their personal awareness and experience. This podcast is dedicated towards revealing people's divine truth and how that divine truth works its way out into the world. One by one, helping liberate each of us on our personal path to freedom. If you love this podcast, please give us a rating and share. Welcome to Expansion Cast. Today on Expansion Cast, I have Amanda Stone once again with a little bit of a twist today. Um, Amanda approached me and said, Has anybody ever interviewed you? And I said, No. And she says, Well, think about it. And I didn't really have to think about it because it was one of those things that it just felt right. It was one of those things to surrender to. So here we are. And I have honestly no idea what type of questions Amanda's going to bring to the table. So here I've been all day, you know, monitoring my mind and my thoughts. And uh, yeah, there's nothing to think about because we're just going to flow.
1: Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to you, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited to speak with you today. Roger Metz, transformational coach and yeah. creator of Expansion Cast. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's like getting the light turned around and shine shine it on you now. Um, yeah, I'm just curious, first of all, to hear why you are like, what inspired you to create expansion cast and what, what did you want to, um, put out into the world by creating the expansion cast?
0: That's a good question. You know, um. The initial inspiration had nothing to do with a podcast or even the two words expansion cast. I was I was in a state where I basically blew apart a whole bunch of my subconscious uh, programming from, you know, whenever that happens, from zero to seven years old. And I went to a program and... Before I went to this month-long program, I decided to just let it go. Just dive into whatever if I if you know if I'm asked to surrender this way, I'll surrender that way. If I'm asked to speak to my desires, I whatever it is, I'm just going to go with it. And what happened there was, yeah, I basically broke down a whole an old paradigm. And When I came back home, I found myself in a way different space, very much aware of the limiting structure I was holding myself accountable to, which seems absolutely ridiculous. And so the first thing I did was, you know, I had a battle with my mind and quit my job. And out of that space, I decided to just take a break and start to flow with whatever started to come in. So surrender to anything. Well, and in that those moments, I would have a meeting every once in a while and in the me- that's, in the space of them, those meetings, something was happening. something absolutely amazing was taking place. And, you know, I said to myself, this is like some of this stuff is just too good to just keep for myself. And I spoke to a few friends about it and we're like, and I was like, do you want to start a podcast? And I was like, and all my friends were like, no, not really. And so I was like, (laughs) well, I guess I'm doing it on my own. And yeah, and you know, I had one of those really deep conversations with a friend while I was on my way to Vancouver, I stopped at a friend's house and we were sitting out on our porch and I was having just a super amazing, connected, deep conversation, and it felt like I was channeling, and I said, Yeah, I'm gonna start a, a podcast and it's gonna be called Expansion Cast. And yeah, here we are. And and it's not just a podcast anymore.
1: Right. It's a weekly meeting that you've, you've set up um, for the online community. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's awesome. I want to come back to that, but I, I want, I'm so curious about a couple of things that you just spoke about. Um, Yeah. Like that breaking down of your old paradigm, I think is the term you used. And, um, coming home and just like being in this complete new state of, of surrendering to the flow. What did that, like, that's so powerful. That's like such a huge shift that you, that you made and just surrendered to that. And I I guess surrender is part of your process, but what did, what did that, feel like like that must have been such a a strong intense moment of your life what was that like for you
0: well I mean seriously it was a a scary moment but the month before I pushed through some really scary stuff and Mm. I came face to face with a lot of stuff um, and really that moment was about taking my freedom back It was about you know whatever that means. So, I really believe that when we become aware enough to realize that our freedom is no longer what we think it is, we'll do anything to take it back. Yeah.
1: Wow i I love that. Wow that that is just bringing up so much curiosity. Can you speak more to that? When we realize that our freedom isn't no longer what we thought it was, then then we're able to take it back.
0: Yeah. There's, you know, at least for me, and I do know a lot of clients I work with too, where we sit in in this tension and we, Oh, actually, you know, I'm going to describe it like this. On uh, last Tuesday's session, I said to everybody, I said, you know, life is kind of like we're in this rowboat, maybe not a rowboat, but we're going down a river. And for the very first time, we see a whole bunch of rapids. And we're like, holy fuck, look at those rapids. And we're freaking the fuck out. And then we're trying to figure out what to do, what to do, because nobody's... Nobody's showing us what to do. And so what do we do? We throw over the anchor to stop ourselves. But the boat stops in the middle of the fucking rapids. And there we are bouncing and thrashing in these rapids. And what 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 the, what the body does and what our whole system does is it starts to normalize it. So we stay in these rapids and we don't even fucking know we're there. So, yes. So somebody comes along and says you need to surrender, lift that anchor up and go through <gasps> the rapids. You know, that's that's really what um what inspires me. Anyway, is going through those rapids and once you get through them, you know what? The next set hmm. you see coming up, it's like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs>
1: Your courage has been summoned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I love that analogy that you use, and and this is really like what you're bringing as a transformational coach, and as and in the groups that you in the group that you do weekly um, is creating the ability to for people to to access their freedom is that right
0: well it's an opportunity so like there's nothing I can do really for anybody to recognize that they're stuck you know that they're you know in the in some random loop that they cannot recognize however saying that thinking about most people that come to my group sessions already recognize that there's something not right but they don't recognize the whole piece that's happening and i can tell them you're creating absolutely everything that's happening to you but most of them don't even know what's happening to them until they come into the circle and then everybody sees them speaking and all of a sudden their awareness peaks up and Mm. while they're sharing In the way I have them share, they start to become conscious of the limitations that they are creating and a slow awakening starts to happen. And week by week, something processes. Even the people that believe that they're already in freedom Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) start to see
0: how they're actually limiting their freedom by the illusion that they believe they're in freedom. It's amazing.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in the rapids and you're throwing your anchor down and you're just like stopping your boat in the middle of the chaos and you're living there and it becomes normal. What, what is, what do you think are the things that might, you know, clue someone into like, wait a minute. But something something can be different here.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to go right. seek yeah.
1: what those opportunities are to create that that difference and that freedom. What are it, but what are like some of the clues that people kind of get to, like, oh, wait a minute, like that waking up moment where they're like, something's not quite right.
0: Yeah, so it's it's the subtle invites that come our way. I think those are some things um so if we have a lot of drama in our life that's a huge one because drama is purposeful i mean it's really it's our ability to manifest coming you know full force and saying this isn't right take become aware of what you're creating um Mm -hmm. and then there's the you know the people that just get truly depressed and bored with life. And it's just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, Just really, I think when people become frustrated or in a space where life just doesn't seem to have any radiance.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that radiance. Um, Yeah. So kind of they're in the extreme. The rapids themselves, the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we we just isolate, right? We isolate because mm-hmm. we don't start. You know, there's people going through the rapids all the time, you know, and they're not always getting stuck in the rapids. Some might stop at a second one or whatever. It's different for everybody. So it's really difficult to witness Um, our, how, how it's difficult to witness how we prevent our own freedom because we really believe that we're actually saving ourselves.
1: What do you mean by that?
0: (laughs) So, I mean, throwing the anchor out, we believe we're saving ourselves, Uh right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So it happens in lots of spaces where, oh, could I find another analogy, um, yeah, nothing to the top of my head right now, but mm-hmm. something will pop up as we move along here.
1: Yeah, we, we feel something is is like a bumpy road. Well, we better hunker down and deal with it yeah. instead of like, oh, I can change my situation. I can access other possibilities and opportunities and move forward into expansion and freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um I would love to hear more about your weekly circle. Um I haven't been able to make one of your meetings yet, but um I was reading the description and you use words like edgy and open dialogue and that you're you're being welcomed into different techniques and offerings to participate. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering, yeah, I just want to hear more about the, the group in general and what, what takes place.
0: So if you could put yourself into a men's circle or a women's circle, let me say that. So if you come into this circle, you don't ever have to say anything like you, you get a spotlight and you get two minutes to share. You get two minutes to share without telling a story. So what are you going to, What? how are you going to share something about yourself without telling story? So, because what part of the mind tells story? You know, the one that's trying to relate, the one that's trying to stay safe, et cetera, or blame or all sorts of things, right? The one that's not right. taking responsibility for where the person is in that moment. So, the two minutes is to share what's going on in the body. And I, I thought it wouldn't be difficult, but it's surprisingly difficult for somebody to share without injecting story or a reason why something's happening in the body. Right. So they cut off at two minutes, no choices. And that in itself triggers people, some people. It depends on what's happening. It depends on what the underlying story is for that person. You know, whatever their limitation is that's holding them where they are, holding them outside of freedom. So then we go into a six-minute share. And the six-minute share can be a little bit more story. But what I find happens is when we're really held accountable in the first two minutes and we only relate to emotion, or body feelings, the time it takes for us are to, to, to come back to the second round, something's already burning inside people. Something's already mm-hmm. boiling up. So something that was already there is already coming to the surface. And wow. I can say one thing is that, you know, I, I make sure that all these, all these circles are, are, um, are completely private. We can't repeat anything that anybody has said without permission. But the one thing, like I can repeat this because I do have permission, and that was that the two minutes triggered a person in the last session, and that triggered so much anger towards me for restricting their time that in the next six-minute session, all that anger was boiling out and coming to surface, and in fury, telling me to go fuck myself.
1: Oh, wow.
0: And do you know what was? How did, it was beautiful.
1: You just sat with open, unconditional love for this person's truth. And as the facilitator, you just sat and witnessed. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It's like a baby That's- being
0: born. It's beautiful in a
1: way. Wow! yeah, because that 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 trigger wasn't about you cutting them off. It was about something old that they have held on to. Like you said earlier in our discussion, you spoke about the the old paradigm that you've been holding on to. And these are really the things that trigger us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it's not about what's happening in the moment, like where you cut this person off at two minutes, it's not about you, it's about, it's about them and, and what has happened in their past. Is that right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's how, you know, how the programming wasn't installed when they were young, when they were, you know, zero to seven years old, they had all this programming installed and it becomes so unconscious. It takes a lot of courage. For somebody to step up and let go, and the, the the secret to the whole thing is desire. I mean, his his desire in the six minutes was to tell me to fuck off, was to oh. let that out, right? And as soon as he let that out, he his, his like felt better, and then all of a sudden he can ha- has a clear mind and a clear focus on on the story that was below that anger. Because now it's out of the way.
1: Oh, so he gets the insight about the story after his six minute share. And does he get like the ins do you see people get the insight about um what their old paradigm or outdated patterns do you get do you get people starting to see that in themselves? What oh, is that? Absolutely. Does that look
0: like? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's really hard to describe in a way without giving a real good example. Um, mm. So, I mean, it, we could take it to you know myself because as much as I push to be a great facilitator, I still have subconscious bullshit that pulls up, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, a big part of my stuff was was some abandonment when I was young. And um, I really have to be aware of that now. And at one time, I I had no awareness of it. And I think we can all understand how those things happen.
1: You mean the original trauma, how the original trauma happens?
0: Well, yeah, the original trauma, original programming, all sorts of things Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, the, the programming, is, I think, is a bit harder than the trauma because traumas mm. are, you know, kind of independent events. Mm. Unless, of course, it's a really long-term trauma that's wound over years. That's a bit different. I mean, having a parent that, you know, tells you you're no good or you're yeah. not good enough or, you know, as a female, you'll never amount to much. So you might as well surrender to the male Uh You know, all sorts of things like that can happen over the years. Mm -hmm. And we might not realize how we're losing our power, whether we're, no matter what gender we are, um, where we lose our power and then, you know, in the circle we get to see other people struggling, sometimes moving through the same things that we experience. Mm. So all of a sudden there's like an insight for ourselves that some. Just from which, witnessing someone else.
1: Wow. So. so, so other people's shares are really a gift to unlocking things in our own self.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow. Yeah, I've experienced this before in group shares, and I suppose maybe to answer my own question um, when you brought up that uh, long-term programming, you know, like I, for myself in relationship, I have like programmed myself to be a certain way. And then when things keep happening the same way, I start questioning, well, like, why is this happening? Why, 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 why can't this be a different way? And that kind of brings the spotlight onto. Hmm, let's let's start to notice when these feelings arise in other situations. So, like for instance, if if someone is um, getting triggered, let's use the example of of the person who who was cut off at two minutes and he was triggered, then he used his six minutes to attack you with his anger um that's and and being held and witnessed in that unconditional unconditionally with love um that's like an opportunity for him to say like or maybe his system brings up oh this feels familiar this is a familiar feeling let me like let me see like where all this charge is coming from. What, where in my past have I felt this familiar feeling before? And then the unraveling starts to happen.
0: Yeah. And if he's conscious, what he can do is, is witness the drama happening. So Mm -hmm. like for myself now, I will drop into drama occasionally,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but very aware so that I can see what, is playing out. And I'm like, oh, mm. that's where I'm holding myself back. Or this is the old story that I'm still playing a part of. And then, mm. yeah. And then I just let go of it and I'm kind of done. Mm. Some of them are really hard. Just to, easy you
1: know, as that. You just let go.
0: Usually, uh, depends how deep they are. Uh, the abandonment thing is a little bit deeper and that has, you know, sometimes it catches me off guard and, and I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, ah, oh, did, why did I just do that? You know, I treated that person in such a way that I shouldn't have and then, you know, that, but I take responsibility for it all.
1: Yeah. hmm hmm Do you find it's more easy to not judge yourself when you're having this consciousness and the awareness around um, your actions and your dramas? Like, if you make a an action that you're like, ah, why did I do that? Do you, do you feel like it's a little bit easier for you now to not judge yourself and have just more self-compassion? Like, but now that you're understanding your, your patterns a little bit.
0: Yeah. You know, well, I see myself as a divine being. I mean, it sounds cliche, a divine being experiencing a human (laughs) body, but I mean, I don't separate them. I, I think everything is divine, and yeah, everything's absolutely beautiful. So, I mean, mm-hmm. don't matter if I'm making what I might consider a mistake. Some people say there are no mistakes, but I still think there are mistakes, and we can take responsibility for them. They happen for a reason, absolutely, because we can manifest, mm-hmm. and with divine intervention, we manifest things that help us find freedom. And most of us don't recognize that they're happening.
1: Yeah. I love that, the divine. Can you talk more about that divine intervention that everything is working in flow to how it should be? And. Yeah. and So. Even our, even our mistakes are our divine opportunity.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's, yeah, let's talk about divine intervention. So what yeah. is divine intervention? I think we have to clarify that. So right. divine intervention is something that comes our way basically as an offering. And mm-hmm. it can come our way also in the way of um, desire. So it can come from outside of ourselves or from inside of ourselves. Now, the... The thing is, is to be conscious all the time. So like it could be as simple as a desire to reach out to Amanda for a podcast. And then here I am today doing this one and how this divine intervention is helping me process something might be yet to be seen, but it's actually doing something because a part of myself Had actually down deep after you asked me, you know, things that were coming up was some fear around speaking my truth, speaking openly, you know, about my stuff. Mm. And showing that maybe I have something to say. And Divine Intervention has been playing with me and all around that, that very specific Um, item lately because even in even in Tuesday's expansion cast circle the coaches we share too because we don't make any separation that we're any better than anybody else and we you know this is a this is a journey this isn't something where all of a sudden you're enlightened and you're just this magical (laughs) being that doesn't need anything else
1: Right, you might hit another rapids
0: <laughs> exactly. tomorrow or yeah.
1: even tonight. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. There's rapids everywhere. And so, you know, I in the last one, I dropped into some emotion that was happening and, and it was all about this very same thing. It was about me, you know, having anxiety around speaking in public or, you know, speaking my truth or, you know, just being fu- or, or fully embracing my power in in a way that I'm seen that I don't have to hide it so if I if I didn't if I pushed away from the divine prods the divine invites to surrender where would I be I'd still be in the same spot I was a year ago Wow. And in this case, I mean, this is something that's pushed, pushed on my buttons for quite a while, but yeah, a huge difference for me from, from today to, you know,
1: even a month ago. Oh, thanks for hearing that. Um, yeah, I love what you said about divine intervention is. In- an offering um an offering for us to grow and you know if we look at it like everything is divine intervention then everything is an offering and we're just like living the life being showered with divine offerings. (laughs) I'm just like picturing myself standing in the sun and bunches of roses like falling upon my being and my life. Like life um, is just like a series of offerings being bestowed upon us.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. The radiance is there all the time. You know, what it, does
1: radiance mean to you? Like what, or what does it feel like in your body when you talk about radiance?
0: Whew. So some people, I, I you know, I had a conversation with somebody the other day. They were describing um, unconditional love in the same way. I guess that maybe was on the last podcast, which you know I describe as radiance, but. I think people have this idea that unconditional love is human to human, being to being. And I mean we can have unconditional love for plants, dogs, anything we consider conscious. So radiance offers us to see that same unconditional love across the spectrum of everything that exists. Even the laptop or whatever it is you're looking at in this podcast. So, I mean, my experience to get to that point, you know, I could be sitting outside in the backyard, just sitting there and having a clear mind. And all of a sudden there's a vibration and a frequency to everything that just reaches in and holds me and it makes me feel loved from everything. And I feel that everything else around me feels love too. And it's just it, maybe, you know, some people call it grace. You know, there's, there's all sorts of terms for it. And being in that state, you know, the, the cool thing about finding freedom As we get to visit that state more and more and more. uh, I guess some people might call it a state of ecstasy, an ecstatic state. You know, we can get to those places by going into flow and doing things like ecstatic dances or different tantric events. Well, how do we get to those places without doing events? Mm -hmm. Yeah, how do we enjoy that radiance without actually having to do a huge workout to get there and it's by getting rid of our limitations and finding that we are radiant ourselves and we're super powerful and we're reaching out all the time trying to create all these opportunities to bring us to this space
1: Mm through manifesting,
0: yeah. yeah through manifesting
1: yeah I love that I love um how you speak about just everything around you vibrating with you um it really brings me back to like divine intervention as an offering and then everything in your life is an offering of the divine. Like here we are, all vibrating at the same frequency, mm-hmm. life as an offering, um, that is just radiant in itself.
0: The core of your energy being wants you to have freedom and wants you to experience this radiance. That's why we're here we're not here to experience anything else other than that.
1: How do you, how do you stay aligned with your radiance? Like, do you have really practices that you um, do each day or cause yeah, you say like, how do we feel that without going to a Tantra event, without doing the ecstatic dance, but, but but really, um, I don't know. Do you think practice it, practices like daily practices is, is core to reaching that state in us? And do you have any practices that you could share with the audience?
0: So I really believe that practices help us become aware. And that's really what we need to generate is an awareness of self. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, the, the things we do to, to create awareness are not the things that actually create the, the radiance. They don't create the window mm-hmm. to see the radiance. I mean, it's our awareness of gratitude not gratitude for the paper you got today, or you know the the gem that your friend gave you, or the, the you know the beautiful meal you had, but gratitude for the energy of gratitude. How can we sit in that energy? So, doing the work of you know, see, experiencing gratitude for this podcast, experiencing all this gratitude for different things help us move into a place where we can all of a sudden just experience gratitude without having to have a reason to experience gratitude and in that energetic space of gratitude then we start to experience the radiance
1: Oh, yeah I can see how the two are very directly related the experience of gratitude in your being and the radiance yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a gratitude. I do three gratitudes every day, um, and really like take some breaths to sit with each one. Usually, more than three come, yeah. <laughs> but um, but I think it's something that has really opened up for me practicing it every day has really opened up the channels of divine intervention Mm -hmm. where I'm actually seeing like shifts in my ways of thinking. um, Whereas before I would be questioning myself, for example, you know, if I was doing something new or in stepping into my purpose, um, questioning, you know, am I doing this right? Well, You're the only one that can tell you if you're doing it right, because it's your purpose, right? That's the divine wisdom that's coming through. the gratitude practice is actually really helping me to step into that trust and being on the vibration of experiencing the gratitude, the radiance and the trust and just the, the that, yeah, it is, it does lead to ease and freedom mm-hmm. and uh, being able to just act in imperfect action.
0: I think some, um, some, sometimes people only put gratitude towards things they consider good or within right. their moral realm or something like that. But what about having gratitude towards the drama that you had last night over dinner? having gratitude that that brought you an awareness about a limitation that you're bringing forward, that's, that's hiding your freedom. That's hiding who you are. Exactly. How about having gratitude for, you know, the dog peeing on the floor? Uh, And, you know, (laughs) that's a hard one. You know, things like that are hard. How can you have gratitude for that? But if you don't have gratitude for it, All of a sudden, everything's conditional.
1: Right. Mm -hmm.
0: There's no freedom in conditions. So.
1: So how would you have gratitude for the dog peeing on the floor? I'm imagining, oh, the dog peed on the floor. I got really frustrated that I had to stop what I was doing to clean it up. And I was really angry. And then in my anger, I had. I noticed that chaos was starting to stir. I was in the rapids, and then I I stopped myself to become more aware. What's going on here? What is the message behind my anger?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, the anger pops up. So keep keep holding that for a moment. Clean up the pee, and don't react to the dog peeing, and then go somewhere... I mean, I would say go somewhere and scream your living guts out.
1: <laughs> and
0: let that anger boil up. Let it flow. Let it go where it wants to go. And after it's moved, all of a sudden there's going to be a light and a light feeling. And that tension's going to be gone. And that person's going to become grateful for the dog peeing on the floor because. All of a sudden that anger that's been there for 20 years is
1: moved. (laughs) Right. Because like our anger in the moment, like we said earlier, our anger in the moment to the dog peeing isn't really about the dog peeing. It's about a lot more, a lot more anger that's being held in your body, in your system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we let it move like that, (laughs) a lot more than just the anger about the dog peeing comes out mm-hmm. yeah and our lightness starts to emerge that freedom yeah mm. yeah beautiful uh, wow i love this conversation that we're having roger
0: <laughs> it's awesome Yeah. What else? Let's see here. So did you plan any questions or are you just flowing?
1: These are really the questions that I planned. Like, what's your, why'd you create this podcast? What's the weekly circle like? Um, Which I think I want to ask you, like, what should someone expect about coming to the weekly circle or like what, what kinds of fears would come up for people and how would you address that?
0: Well, first of all, fear is something that keeps us in limitation. And it can be a learning lesson or a tool. So recognize that there's a fear around it. And, and that's your, that is your invite to go somewhere mm-hmm. and see if that fear is actually valid.
1: Mm, so they're like, oh, I'm afraid of showing up because I don't know what's going to happen. Let me see if I can just show up and I don't need to do more than that.
0: Well, it's not even that they don't know what's going to happen. It's that their mind is making all sorts of stories about what will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what's creating the fear. So it's that old you know, programming that's coming up and creating fear. So yeah. if that's what they want to let go of I mean it's time to swim
1: but what if they're not even aware you know what if they're like oh god that sounds frightening I'm not gonna do I'm definitely not gonna show up on Tuesday night Mm -hmm. (laughs) or what if they're like wow that's really curious you know What do I do? What's going to happen there? Like, what's expected of me? What is this even like? What does it mean, a sharing circle?
0: Yeah, so you're going to find a place of unconditional love and acceptance. You're going to find a place where you don't have to participate. Mm. The two minutes and the six minutes, you can sit there with your time, if you want to crochet and have people watch you crochet go ahead if that's what how cool. you how you want to process if that's how you think you need to process in your safe way or if that is pushing an edge for you fine wow i invite more but if that's works for you for the first time perfect and then the second time you might get a little bit you know edgier and you might move in a little bit more you might share a little bit more And sooner or later you'll become super addicted and that we won't be able to have enough circles.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So really just an invitation to be a part of a community um, without judgment. And then within that invitation, there's an invitation to be seen. Absolutely. To share. Also, without judgment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and an invitation to listen to the shares of others, which are really a gift and can spark insight.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, so many things get sparked, and it's just a beautiful place to unravel, unravel mm-hmm. our curiosities. And I think right now is a, is a beautiful time for everybody that is being requested to sit in their homes. Like for me, I'm grateful for it. But I see other people that are so ungrateful for it. If you're ungrateful mm-hmm. for it, I would invite you to look inside that and see what's causing the ungratefulness, the anger, the frustration, or the, the lonesomeness. You know, whatever's happening... So, like, feel into that. What's what's the actual feelings inside you that's coming up? What are, you know, let them let them bubble up.
1: So, going, I'm I'm sensing a theme in our conversation. Going deeper into the discomfort.
0: Yeah, always. To
1: yeah. to find the light, to find the wisdom, and the gems and the freedom. how how would you go like how do you do that how do you like if someone is uncomfortable with being stuck in their home which I'm not I'm totally excited about (laughs) my introvert self being stuck in my home um you know if they're uncomfortable with that and like angry or like frustrated or trapped like how, how would you invite them? Like what what tools would they actually use to explore that a little bit?
0: You know, I think the easiest tool is curiosity. Ooh. As we dive into curiosity, be, being curious about ourselves. Like who am I? Like, wh- wh- you know, what's causing me to feel this way? What's causing me to blame something? What's, you know, what's where's my blame coming from? You know, Because nothing exists outside of yourself but yourself. So,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it's a a beautiful opportunity to be curious about what's causing you to be who you are in this moment. Um,
1: But wouldn't that lead us to story? Like, oh, I must be uncomfortable in here because when I was three, I, (laughs) like, have... Yeah, like, don't we want to stay away from story? Like you said, for when you invite people to share, stay away from your story. Like, how would you get curious about your discomfort and also stay away from story?
0: Well, I think I said this earlier, it's, it's really about, you know, tuning inside. And tuning outside mm-hmm. to something that's beyond story, like it's it's kind of like tuning into the frequency, tuning into the emotion, tuning into our senses. Uh, what am I? What am I sensing right now? Not looking to blame something, not looking to lay blame on something outside of ourselves to deny accountability for how we're feeling in the moment. Um.
1: So a concrete tool would be like, we're sitting with the, we're just putting uh, like a sense of curiosity on the discomfort, without trying to figure it out, and seeing what kinds of emotions come up.
0: Yeah, absolutely cannot use your mind to figure it out. Because your mind yeah. is the one trying to mess you up and keep you prisoner. Right. So you have to let it come. You just have to let it arrive. You have to dive in and maybe take, you know, a few hours of doing dishes or sweeping floors and just being in in a meditative space with the curiosity of what's, what's arriving, what's arriving, what's Ooh. arriving. And... Ooh. Usually the truth arrives, and then we don't but but the thing is when that truth arrives, don't attach it to something. just say, "Oh, beautiful and I'm done with it and it might happen over and over and over again
1: mm-hmm. What about like you <clears throat> like we were talking about with the anger like going somewhere and screaming um <laughs> Is that a helpful tool? Like if you're feeling anger or like total frustration in quarantine, like. um,
0: (laughs) Have you done it?
1: Just going and screaming.
0: Have you done it?
1: In quarantine or in general? In general. Oh, yes. Definitely have uh, had a lot of screaming practice.
0: Yeah. So if you look at relationships, And I was even in a relationship where there was a tension would build and build and build and build because communication sucked. Mm -hmm. So tension would build and build and then we'd fight and then it would be gone. And it's much like that because Mm -hmm. we have all this tension building, but we don't know where it's come, where it's from. So that's the curiosity is where's, where's all this coming from, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But we, we can defuse it. By screaming, by jumping, by going for instead a run. of holding
1: on in yeah. our bodies, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, letting the energy out. Yeah, yeah. And it might take more than once. I mean, if somebody has PTSD, I mean, that's that's kind of their thing, isn't it? It's tension builds and boom, tension builds and boom, tension builds and boom. And yeah. You know, and all of a sudden it's, it's a story about PTSD and I don't want to deny that it is such a thing, that such a thing exists. But if, if we take responsibility for the tension in ourselves and, and we're aware of it and we can move it and process it before it becomes out of control, we can start to dive into the roots of it and start to pull that out basically unground it and let it go
1: unraveling the thread with attention curiosity
0: yeah it's like a weed you know you can keep mowing it down it's still going to keep growing but if you reach into the roots and pull it out it's gone
1: Mm Mm. yeah And is this much like what you offer for your coaching sessions when you work with clients one-to-one? It's like a um, personalized version of these exercises, Mm -hmm. specifically what they're going through.
0: Yeah, it's it's a really in-depth excavation, if you will. Um, Not me excavating my clients, but offering my clients the opportunity to recognize how to excavate their own stuff. Mm-hmm. And how to, you know, I come back to, back and back and back to this, that it's really about what we're manifesting. know, I mean, So many people don't believe that we manifest everything in our world. Well, I can't manifest that person over there. Well, you don't manifest that person over there, but you definitely manifest your interaction with that person. And you attract that. So sooner we can recognize that all the stuff that we're manifesting in our life is a direct relationship to our limited self, then we can start to see those things and transform them and change them and let them go so that we can assign new things. We can maybe assign a new powerful way of being.
1: Mm. Is um, is manifestation much like divine intervention?
0: Well, seeing that we're all divine, yes.
1: So if we think of ourselves as divine, this is a, a curious Way to think about manifestation um, because you know, all the hype around that um, term kind of leads people to say, Well, like that's not real, you know. But if we think of ourselves as divine beings um, and divine intervention coming through us that's pretty much the same Mm -hmm. as manifestation and everything that's arising in our life Mm -hmm. as these offerings of opportunity to really assess our relationship to what's happening around us and uh, an opportunity to grow and shift and become more free. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, wow, I really loved our conversation today, Roger. Thank you for allowing me to interview you for your own podcast. I love that. (laughs) I think it's important, you know, people get to know you and of course like every episode they get to know you a little bit more and more but Mm -hmm. to really like dive into the work that you're offering and kind of the um the mindset behind it all i think is really exciting and enlightening and thanks for sharing today
0: it was a pleasure it's been a beautiful conversation i hope you have a great night and i hope you experience some drama and some radiance
1: mm. the same what is, what's the same one in the same <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you too roger have a beautiful evening
0: thank you this podcast is expansion cast thank you for listening